Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. Which you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we've got Richard Barris on here. It's the uh, Thursday, the 5th of November, year of our 2020. There was no day of infamy yesterday because we've got this. Everybody take a deep breath, take a say a prayer, commit yourself. Uh, commit to the process okay trust the process because we are going we've won not we're going to win we've won president's won he's won re-election won it with a overwhelming majority we're not going to allow all this nonsense you know they're finding 50,000 ballots here they got you know this one doesn't have to have a postmark that have a signature it's all nonsense we're not playing that game that's the same game of the guys a 17 point difference in wisconsin the one that trump was 10 points 12 points 15 points down the charlie cook of it all huge landslide it didn't happen held the Senate, added to the House, added to state legislatures. They got crushed. They spent billions of dollars to shut you up. Jack Maxey, you found it. We have obligation here. You know, Burke's dictum. We owe as much to those who came before us. Everybody says it's all for the kids and the grandkids. Yes, it's all for that. It's for the kids. It's for the future. We're a future forward country. But Burke told us we have an obligation to those that came before us. You're just here for one short period of time. Your time on earth, you have this temporal thing, temporal. And it's through human agency of what you do to work to take that and make it better and pass it on to future generations. In doing that, you show you respect your obligations to those that came before you, right? Your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, all the way back. Everybody that never had a break to put, the, put it on their shoulders to take it to the next level. Right to deliver to you, to bequeath to you the greatest nation in the history of mankind, a nation that has freed more people. Jack Maxey, the men at Normandy, tell me about them. What was interesting, Steve mentioned Normandy, and there was no whining or crying as those boys stepped off the LST or those young men. And what's very important for everyone to understand, we do owe an obligation to these dead who have gone out and fought these battles for us to defend our Constitution. And what was very poignant for me was recognizing that the average age of the men who landed at Normandy was 20 years of age. Give me that again. The average age was what? 20 years of age. Correct me if I'm wrong. At 20 years of age back in that time, could you vote? No, you could not vote until 1970. So that means everybody who was under 21 who died in Vietnam, Korea, everybody. Everybody that voted on the 3rd. President Trump has a more—he took an oath to God. You have a moral obligation, direct connection to those kids that died in Normandy that couldn't even vote. Did they whine? Did they cry? No. And they knew they were going to certain death. Okay? There was nothing. They knew when you came off those uh, troop transports into those landing craft, at the other end of that was the German army. Gun emplacement. Rommel had taken a year and a half. 
to set it all up. And you're going into that. And the only way we're going to get through is to push ourselves through, right? That's the kind of commitment you have to have. You have to have. So stop in the thing. Stop with your friends. I'm so worried. I'm so nervous. Stop it. We got this. The only way they can take it if we give it to them. If you give it to Rachel Maddow, if you give it to Anderson Cooper, if you give it to Nancy Pelosi, if you give it to that feckless old man in quasi-dementia wandering around, the puppet, if you give it to him, if you allow that to happen, I want you to understand, I want you to explain that to the 20-year-old kid in the first wave on D-Day. That's what I want you to explain it to. It was too hard. They said too many nasty things. You had Antifa. They scared me. Right? I'm afraid. Right? I'm afraid. Okay, Richard. I want to get... Um, we're going to lose you, so i got to get you here. Tell us about... I want to go to Pennsylvania and North Carolina. Let's start in Pennsylvania first. Because the Biden team, now we had an 800,000-vote lead on, 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 on Tuesday night with real votes. And now we have a, I don't know, 250,000, 300,000 lead. And Biden's all, they're all leaking out to the press. We're going to win by 200,000. When the printing presses, when the printing machines stop in Philadelphia, they're going to win. with. Two, and now we finally get guys in there. People had to stand 20 feet away, and we accepted that. Where were the phone calls on Tuesday night from our guys? Why didn't people man up? Why, we, why are we hearing about this on Thursday? But that's a topic for a different day. Tell us how Biden's sitting. Biden's telling people he's going to win by 200,000 votes. How did they get there? Right. So this has been what we've what we've been seeing. They have to get Biden within striking distance. So when Philadelphia finally chunks in, that overtakes him. They're claiming now. And I want people to, to understand it has been saying 92 percent or greater for 24 hours. We hear this morning there's 750,000 absentee ballots left in the state of Pennsylvania. Biden was winning them before 70 with basically 70-30. So people understand, about 6.4 million people have voted in the state of the Pennsylvania. This is how screwed up this election has been. 750,000 absentee ballots is 12% of the statewide vote. So while they have been telling us 92% or greater for 24 hours, they are now telling us we're back to 88% reported if you count this, these new these absentee ballots, this update that came today. Hold it, stop. Hit, hold it, stop. Really hit, that, hit that rewind again. What have they done? They've just said, oh, we, we, we know we need more votes, so we're only at 88%. How did they do that? Walk us through that again. You know, this is how, you know, really we have to go back to, to explain how they did it. The accountability deadline, so when a state reports, this is how many absentee ballots I have. What happened with this election in COVID was basically a moratorium on accountability and deadlines. And this is how this is able to happen, just so everybody understands, because I get that, get that question the most. How could this happen? How could it happen? It happened because we didn't have and don't have the information that we have every election, which is how many different categories of votes, absentee, in person, in Pennsylvania, there is, I mean, it's absentee in person. It's a little crazy. And then, of course, election day vote. And that's how people like me calculate what is still outstanding. As of yesterday, we were at 92% or greater. 
and it ticked higher where, where now, allegedly at 99, with 6.4 reporting. They're telling us they have 750,000 more absentee ballots. They're just going to continue. Okay, they're just going to continue to generate these until they get the, This is how they win. They just continue to generate them until they until they get the vote. You can't play that game, Jack Maxey. Richard, I have a question. I'm looking at the election returns for the PA government, and they're showing that there are no provisional ballots registered in any of the counties around Philadelphia. I haven't gone through the whole state, but I got two phone calls overnight from people in Pennsylvania in Delaware County who said that they arrived at the polling place because their ballots were never delivered, and they were told that because they had requested ballots, they had to fill out a provisional ballot but Delaware County lists zero provisional ballots. I know of two people who were forced to fill out provisional ballots, and I see it seems to be the case throughout the state. Do you have any answer to that? Yeah, we've heard the same in multiple in multiple states as well. And then people want to know how do I make sure my ballot gets counted? The answer to that, unfortunately, is in some of these states you don't. You just don't. I mean, this system was not set up for what we did this year that's a big part of this guys i don't know what COVID has to do with some of these changes but that was the predicate they used uh you know if you if if you live in a state like florida you can track your ballot in in pennsylvania early voting never really caught on it was not an early voting state so it's a quagmire it's a total quagmire with no accountability talk to us about north carolina why is north carolina not been called yet how are they trying to steal? Let me ask so you. How are they trying to steal it? How are they stealing it, North Carolina? Well, this one too is. This one's been 99% since uh, since election night, and we knew that there were 1.4 million absentee ballot requests made by election day. There was 4.6 million votes cast. Another million was cast on election day, which is what overtook Joe Biden's early vote lead. They are now saying that they have some ungodly uh, number. It, it doesn't even add up with the math. But the bottom line is, if all of the early vote broke the way it broke for Joe Biden, it would be 12 points. That's what the early vote came in when it was reported on election night as we were all following the returns. And then Trump's won so handily on election day, he overtook Joe Biden's early vote lead. So, again, this is another example where they're telling us they have – a large percentage compared to what we know has been cast. Look, Richard, you're you're a hard numbers guy. You, the you, the job you did the other night on our eight-hour broadcast was amazing. I had some of those sophisticated hedge fund guys in the world just saying it was an incredible, incredible broadcast between the legal and the data analytics. It was just incredible, and the no happy talk. Um, have you ever seen from from Wisconsin to Michigan to Pennsylvania to Georgia, North Carolina? Arizona, Nevada, the games are out there being played. Have you ever seen a debacle like this? And is, is there any way really in your mind to sort out verifiable, certifiable, chain of custody, actual real votes? Is there any way to kind of work this through? Are we beyond? Is this just a quagmire we're not going to be able to work through? Some of it can some of it can be audited in or in like a recanvas in Wisconsin. They've had major problems in the past. They did in the 2020 Democratic primary in 16 when Jill Stein wanted a recount in Wisconsin and Michigan. They were finding that basically what was entered into the system was not backed up by physical ballots. So 
then that's why they stopped those recounts. And but it's I've never seen it this bad because this was I I really do believe this, and I'm not a conspiracy guy. This was by design. Any election person could have said, you remove these accountability deadlines, you leave all of this uncertainty on on the table, and then you do things like miraculously stop counting until everybody's asleep. You're just poisoning the well and poisoning the well for seven, again, I have never seen Pennsylvania, for instance, out of nowhere with all of these votes on the table, tell us they have another 750,000 absentee ballots. I've never... It's just unheard of. Hold on. They came in and said that we have another 750. How could they not know yes. what they had? That, that's just creating them, correct? And the, the, the normal excuse is, well, we have rules and we're not allowed to handle them. Most of the states have rules like that. Florida's fantastic, but Ohio is one of the most strict. They got it done. They ran an f- almost flawless election on election night. It is only, Steve, this is what bothers me. It is only these certain states, right? There's Florida somehow without Brenda in Broward County, somehow without uh, Linda down in Palm Beach. It ran smooth like a well-oiled machine. We're talking about a state. Well, it's it's Republican Republican governors, Republican uh, Republican uh, attorney generals, Republican state level. You got you got a you got a machine. Shapiro, the attorney general in in uh, Pennsylvania, told you he knew about these 715 advance. He says when they're all counted, Biden wins. He said this five, three days in advance. They knew. They knew they had these in reserves. This is why you can't play these games with them. They should be just dismissed as irrelevant. Go into federal court. Let's get the Supreme Court. Just dismiss it. Put it to the state legislature or kick it to the House. We win either way. We got multiple paths to Inauguration Day. Multiple paths. So, Richard, uh, what, is you, yeah. uh, what, do you think, what do you think Arizona becomes more in focus? We're going to get some more votes uh, very soon. And Nevada, you mentioned the court case before. And by the way, just to add to that, I, I, I really do think if you keep playing this game, they're going to try to clinch it in Pennsylvania today and just call it. They want to make a race call. Just talking with my media friends who do what I do sure for do. bigger media outlets, yeah. they want to put him over in Pennsylvania, call it, and then that's a wrap. That is their plan. Yeah. But Arizona will get some votes. It will yeah. start to count very, very soon. Yeah. And in Nevada, it was supposed to at noon, uh, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. Yeah, R- now. Richard, what's your Twitter handle? How they get to your site? We got about 15 seconds. At people's underscore pundit, and they can go and look at the results at peoplespunditdaily.com. You're fabulous, Richard. Thank you very much, Richard Barris. By the way, this is why you can't play the games. They're they're calling it this thing a calling that has no legal status. That's just playing the information warfare game. Be back in a minute, John Solomon. All right, all the best, guys. I'll talk to you soon. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the show. We've got John Solomon. He's pressed for time. Uh, we had Richard Barris on for another segment. Uh, Richard, go to the site, get all the data analytics. Uh, we're going to do another special show this afternoon. We'll find out the time, and we're going to have Barris back on to go through more details. But John Solomon, the top investigative reporter in the country, has broken so many stories about the uh, globalist uh, elite 
uh, and they're, what they're trying to do and take over the greatest republic in mankind's history. Don Solomon's got a major new in initiative with Real America's Voice, the entire network, to get to the bottom of this. John, can you tell us about this ballot initiative you've got to get into the middle of this right now and to actually put some reason into this yeah. and some truth? Sure, listen, that's what we're aiming to do is just give the American people the truth. Uh, it's not unlike what I did in 2000 when I worked at the Associated Press and helped oversee the hanging chat account by the media in, in Florida. There are enough irregularities reported. There are enough unusual data statistics in these key battle-down states that uh, we think it's worth going in and, and doing a full forensic exam like a reporter would and trying to examine election results. So Real America's Voice, the Star newspapers, uh, uh, which are in several states, Michigan uh, being a key one, Ohio, uh, and uh, Just the News are going to work together, and we're going to do a, uh, a full exam of four states right now. We're looking at Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and uh, Wisconsin, and we're going to do two things. We're going to do a look at precinct by precinct reporting. Look for precincts where the va uh, vote totals exceed uh, the total amount of vote in the uh, or a registered vote in a particular precinct. Ha! Those will give us some red flags, and we'll dig into those precincts. See if there's hold hold it. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. No, hang, hang on, John. Hang, hang on, John. John. On. John. Hang on for a second. Sure. People's heads are blown yeah. up already. What do you mean? Look in precincts where the vote counts higher. Are you telling me they actually exist where vote counts higher than the registered voters in the precinct? How does that work? We are seeing that right now. Part of the reason for that is that in Wisconsin and now in Michigan, you have same-day registration. So there is a registration level that you entered Election Day with, and then it is potential for people to come in on Election Day and register and vote at the same time. Those are places where abuses could occur. It could just be democracy uh, in action, but we want to check and see whether or not there's any unusual behavior. When you see a voter precinct with 80, 90, 100% of turnout, that's almost unheard of in American elections. It's a red flag. Doesn't mean it could just be an exuberant populace wanting to vote. But we're seeing these in some of these urban areas where we're doing a real forensic exam. We're far from being able to make any conclusions. But uh, it is possible that we will end up with several districts, several precincts, where the voter turnout exceeded the total number of registered voters, at least the number that was expected on Election Day. That's called plus 100 turnout. Uh, and that's unusual. We just don't see that in America. The only place you ever see it is in Ditchville, Knox, uh, New Hampshire, where only five people vote. So tell us, you're, you're starting with four, Arizona, you're starting with Michigan, you're starting with Pennsylvania, and, uh, and what's, the, uh, what's the fourth state? Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, perfect. Those are the, big four. Those are the big four. Uh, how long is it going to take? You've got, you've got Michael Patrick Leahy in the Star newspapers, you've got the Real America's Voice, your investigative apparatus. How long do you think it will take for you guys to get some sense of you know, where the lies, where the misrepresentations, where is the non-certifiable, unverifiable sure. vote? How long do you think it will take you? You know, we've got a dozen people working on this full time just in here in Washington. We have people in the field in the various states. Uh, I think we, we set a window of 10 days to try to get everything done, but we're going to release information as we get it. So there's a second issue beyond whether we see voter fraud or excessive voting uh, in, in the districts. And that is, if you go back to 2000 in the Florida race, the big thing that the Supreme Court said before they did the 5-4 decision, they did a 7-2 decision. And the concern was, did voters in every part of a state get treated the same way? Or did some voters get treated one way and other voters get treated another way? And we are seeing some real concrete examples of uh, behavior by election, uh, election officials 
where voters in Philadelphia, for say, may have gotten treated different than voters in Allegheny on many different fronts. One of them, which Phil Klein, the great lawyer, has uh, highlighted in the last couple of days from the Thomas More Society, is an order that the Pennsylvania Secretary of State put out that allowed Philadelphia and Delaware counties at least to go back and find bad ballots and send them back to get them corrected. That didn't happen in other parts of the state. If you have a two-tier election system where voters are treated one way in one uh, part of the state and another way in another part of the state, it can raise constitutional issues. And there's a real question also about the lawfulness of the Secretary of State's order allowing those counties to fix um, uh, erroneous ballots. And so uh, we're going to be looking at that issue as well. I think you'll see results from us every day from the, the review we do. We'll try to give a report every day on what we found at the end of the day. John, uh, how do people get to this site? How do they get to uh, Just the News? What's your Twitter feed? What time's your show? Get, get all the information because people out there in our audience, obviously it's metastasized during this, Thank but you. they got to go. John Solomon is one of the toughest investigative reporters in the world. He's got a legendary career. He's now full-time partnership with Real America's Voice, got his entire apparatus. And when you get John Solomon on something, uh, you see results. So how do people get to this site and how they get to the rest of you? That's great. So justthenews.com is uh, our website. Uh, we have about 12 million readers a month right now. So welcome everybody to come by. We're breaking news all day long. All of our election results will be there uh, in, the, in the election review. Uh, Jay Solomon Reports is my Twitter handle. You can follow us here. Just the News has a Twitter handle. Uh, just that, Just the News. Uh, and then we have three shows a day on Real America's Voice. We're so proud of Kerry Sheffield at 9 o'clock, David uh, Brody at 4 o'clock, and Eric Greitens at 6 o'clock. And each of those shows will be getting updates on the ongoing uh, vote review that we're doing in those four states. By the way, I just want to show you that I've got the Just the News uh, app right here on my phone. And I got it on the I got Guardian, Financial. <laughs> now, I got the Guardian, the Financial Times. Just the news and CNN. And the reason is I got to break up and get some good news. I, you know, I'm so depressed and reading The Guardian, The Financial Times, <laughs> FT, and CNN. I got to get, go. so get John Solomon's voice right the in the middle of The fact checker. Oh, I need the fact checker. I need my facts checked. Uh, okay, John, fabulous job. I You're love it. You're a patriot. Thank you so much Thanks, for everything. Steve. The Real America's right. Voice Thank guys, you. Howard Diamond, Rob Sig, John Solomon. They got uh, Eric Greitens. Uh, Dr. Gina Loudon, uh, just an amazing team over there, and uh, very proud to be associated with them, and uh, uh, we'll be more, more discussion about that later. Uh, we're going to have Raheem on the bottom of the hour. Midge, what do you got for us as, as, as breaking? Midge, uh, Maggie Vandenberg is now the curator of all the, all the nonsense that's going around the country. And this, you know, some of this stuff sounds so bizarre, it sounds funny, but it's not funny. What they're trying to do, it, it's, uh, the legacy of those kids at Normandy that couldn't vote, what they're trying to do is steal an election. And they're blatant about it. I mean, 750,000 votes just kind of appear in Pennsylvania, another 50,000. They're just in your face. You know why? They have no respect for you. They have no respect for you. And they think that we're going to do like Republicans normally do. We're just going to curl up and say, oh, that's so terrible. Clutch our pearls, right? And say, this is terrible. And whine and moan. And, oh, this is terrible. The big bad media did this. The big bad. Oh, no, no, that's not happening. We've won this. He's being inaugurated. The second term has started. We're going to work. We got to take care of this. Pro we got to get through a process, but we control. We have all the operating leverage, all of it. And now you've got people on point. You got the John Solomons of the world. You got the Peter Schweitzers of the world. You got the War Room guys, right? We're not backing off of this. Are you kidding me? This is what we're built for. This is what we live for, right? Human fate, human destiny, all in your hands, human agency, human action. You control your own fate. Your life, your country's life is what you make it. 
You think those guys in the in, before the revolution had to make a decision? We wouldn't be that. We wouldn't have ever broken off for the British Empire, been part of the empire, right? A lot, most of the people over here want to stay part of the empire. Just let's get some accommodation. Maybe have a parliament over here. Maybe have some seats in parliament, right? Remember, those guys pledged their lives and their sacred honor. Sacred honor. Donald J. Trump took an oath to God on the Holy Bible. Took an oath to God before the world, right? An oath that's been passed down from time immemorial, from, from Washington, right? In an unbroken chain. Took that oath. What have you done out there in the audience? And a third of those guys who signed the Declaration of Independence kept that oath and gave their lives. Yep. You got, I tell you, the, 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 uh, had to fight for it. Let's, and by the way, they knew they were going to hang. That's what, that's what Franklin told them. We're going to, when, here's what happened. They tried to redress it with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Dickinson, the, the John Dickinson, a Quaker, who I, I understand his argument. Hey, we're Englishmen. Let's try to work this out with Parliament. They sent the Bill of Grievances, what they said. And Dickinson said, we're going to go to the king, and we're going to get this worked out. And I want John Adams. I want the hotheads. I want the Bannon types to shut up because they're stirring trouble. They're insurrectionists. I want them to shut up. I want to get up these Boston guys, that Sam Adams guy. This Hancock, this Hancock guy is nothing but a. They're all they're all gun runners. They're all they're all making money, bringing contraband in. They're all scumbags, right? That they said. Hancock's a bad guy. Sam Adams is a bad guy. John Adams is a, is a lawyer for the bad guys. Shut up because they're insurrectionists. We'll work this out. And the king came back. He 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 thought it. They sent it to him. The bill of grievances from Dickinson. They got it. They reviewed it. Sent it back. Here it is. How about this? It's treason, and you're all gonna. If you keep it up, you're all gonna hang, right? How about that? Hey, this is your grievance. This is about your seats in Parliament. This is what you're going to do. We've gone through this before. This is an inflection point. It's a fourth turning. This is an inflection point. Didn't tell you it was going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. All you have to do is have his back. He's now on point. Rudy's up there. Here's the other thing about information warfare. The, the president's lawyer goes to Philadelphia to file a federal lawsuit to get control of this thing. Not one media company picked it up. Do you think if Biden's lawyer had gone somewhere, you'd have a thousand cameras, you'd have them all over, right? He had some protesters. They wouldn't even play it. Why wouldn't they play it? They know that's the end game. Once you get into federal court, you can start to gum it up. What do you got, Mitch? You got 30 seconds before we got to go. 30 seconds. My goodness. Okay. So basically, the there is massive amounts of voter fraud that people are circulating uh, examples of on social media. Uh, several weeks ago, I, I was started telling people that people need to be documenting this. If they see something shady, pull out your phone and just keep rolling. And I'm so glad that people are, are taking that advice. So we've got multiple instances where people have discovered, you know, and these are just regular people, are discovering that their dead relatives are voting. And it seems like most of them, or pretty much all of them, are voting Democrat. So uh, just keep it coming, guys. Uh, basically, I'm going to be the national hotline here for voter fraud. If yes. people see Midge, stuff, we want everything going to Midge. It. I want to give all your handles when we get back. Remember, Absolutely. we believe in eternal life. We just don't believe you can vote in eternal life. Okay? Back in a moment with Raheem. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're back. We're going to go to Philadelphia with a live report. We've got our own Raheem Kassam up there in the middle of it, the middle of the firestorm. Remember, Richard Barris had just said, hey, they're creating hundreds of thousands of new votes. 
everywhere. This is a joke, and we, let's just start treating it like jokes. President treats, tweets out, stop the count, because you're not counting reality. You're playing into their media narrative. Right. He's just a Biden's just a feckless old man wandering around a car dealership talking to the new to the 2021 version of the Toyotas. Right. That's what he is up there in a in a in a a car dealership talking to himself. Don't treat it to dismiss it. They put up the transition thing. Doesn't matter. Midge, you've got breaking news, and Jack, you've got things from our readers. What, what's going on, Midge? Well, I just wanted to point out, I went to check out Raheem's Twitter, and he said, check my location, and the tweet, that was a retweet with comment, and the tweet that he shared has actually been censored and has a, a flag on it that says, might be misleading about the election or other civic process, but when I click on it, it's from Jason Miller, and says, massive legal victory in Philly just now, more to follow shortly. So even that kind of tweet coming from Jason Miller is being censored, uh, and yeah, it's a perfect segue into Raheem up in Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, right before we get to Raheem, what's, what's our audience saying? The audience is on fire. We have one response from a fellow in Pennsylvania. Big shout out to you because I agree with you. He said, I am a veteran. I would still give my life for my country. And I'm in Pennsylvania and we're going to win this. And now I have another shout out to Yvonne Navarrete who asks, Virgen de Guadalupe, ayudanos. Mira, mira, Yvonne. In my telephone, I, La Virgen. I want to do the version in Spanish. Why, why don't you tell me? We'll do this in Spanish. We'll be the biggest show in the world. The Jack, man, no, I'm going to do this. I, I, I seriously, I got it. I don't know where phone. I don't know where Jack's going half the time. Right? I, I did that Thomas More thing yesterday. With me all the time. No, with me all the time. I, Jack, we're going to do the Spanish language show. I did the Thomas More thing with Jack. He stayed up all night watching Thomas More documentaries. I, I'm in his head now. I'm owning Jack Maxey. Okay, I want to go now to Raheem Kassam on site in Philadelphia. We Okay, yesterday we had Eric Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Corey Lewandowski, Sidney Powell. I refer to that as the starters. Now we got starters everywhere. I got Bossy in Arizona. I got Rick Rennell on the case. We got, we got the four horsemen of the apocalypse up in, up in uh, Pennsylvania. This is what winning feels like, right? When you get your starters up there. And all of them come with a little attitude, right? None of those are going to back down. The, the biggest attitude, Sidney Powell, a complete killer, right? So, Raheem, give us, get us up to date on what's going on in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so, you know, we obviously did the shows yesterday, and, and early this morning we came up here to, uh, to Philadelphia um, through some incredibly foggy weather, which I, I guess set the uh, ominous tone for the Joe Biden campaign, as you know, as as uh, Maggie read out earlier, uh, there has been a great legal victory here. And, and Corey Lewandowski and Pam Bondi were just down uh, on the street below me, in fact, giving a press conference about that in the last hour. Now, this was concerning how much access uh, Republican monitors would get um, to the count. And the uh, in the uh, the court decided that they will be allowed into the count, not going to be at 50 foot away, 100 foot away. Uh, from the count now. So that is a victory. But interestingly enough, as Maggie mentioned, as Jason Miller announced that there was an announcement to, uh, that was coming up, uh, Twitter censored that as well. He didn't say anything about what was in the announcement. He didn't make a claim uh, about the election of any sort. All he said was that there's an announcement of a big legal victory. We know that legal victory is a fact. We know that actually happened. We know that the uh, Republicans are now going to be able to go into the account, and yet the social media monitors are trying to stop even that level of information going out. I'll add one more thing to it. This morning, Steve and the team, you know we've been running the single best live blog on all the fraud, all the fraud allegations, all the verified things that we can find out there 
on the National Pulse. We've been running the same live blog for three days. Natalie Winter's doing the best job in the world, um, documenting everything all in one place. And this morning, Twitter hits us uh, with a ban. They say, because you have reported what the CDC said themselves in a press release, well, that's all we put in the live blog. Here's what the CDC says about voting in person. Number two, about Nevada stopping counting the ballots on the actual night. And number three, about the 140,000 votes in Michigan that went to Joe Biden. We didn't opinionize any of it. We didn't editorialize any of it. It was just, boom, the news, the news, the news. Twitter says not only uh, do we have to remove those tweets before we get access to our account back, uh, but we're not going to get immediate access to our account back. So we're now up on Parler. We're now pushing the things through to Facebook. Um, because Twitter will not let us update the audience with our live blog, live updates. Why is Jack Nag- why is uh, why is Jack Dorsey not been rounded up by the U.S. Marshals, Raheem Gassam? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm wondering about why why certain things aren't happening at the moment. I mean, where is Bill Barr in this whole situation? Because there are plenty now. We, we talk about evidence in this case, right? And Steve, I think that you're correct. Your attitude on this is correct. We're not looking for a victory. The victory is there. It's about seeing the process through. And seeing the process through requires the attorney general and requires people senior up in the administration to be out there in front of microphones detailing for the American audience. If you go you know, onto, onto any uncensored platform or you talk to the average person in the street, as I've been doing this morning, you'll know that they know something fishy is up. They don't know what's up. But they don't like the way that this election is, is, is unfolding. They don't like the way the process um, is unfolding or not being allowed to unfold in certain places. Um, and yet you don't have a press conference with the press secretary. I haven't seen anything, you know, stand up at the sticks with the president. I want to see the, the, the chief of staff out there. And I want to see the attorney general out there. I'm not saying we need to be in panic mode. We need to be in communications mode. We need to be in, also in command mode. You won the election. You're president of the United States. Yeah. Start the second term. Let's start having some action. First action, let's call Ray in in front of the whole media. 20 questions in front of the whole media. Nationally, ask him, then fire him. Uh, do the same with Fauci. Call Tony over. Tell Tony why he's there. By the way, we're, we're shipping your office. I got my guys. They got the moving truck backed up, and we're going to have police tape over because we're going to have a full investigation. First thing with Fauci. I think you got to investigate every email, every conversation, every text he's ever sent to the media in plotting against the president on, on the COVID task force. They ought to see every leak that he gave the media, every piece of confidential and classified information he gave them. We ought to have a full investigation of Fauci today. should start immediately. The other thing he should do is he should start. The attorney general should announce a special prosecutor to go after the, the, the Biden crime family. Tomorrow, Jack Maxey is going to be – by the way, we're going to have a special edition of the show at 5 p.m. today. Yesterday's was massive. We're going to be at 5 p.m. The team will be back. We have a show at 5 p.m. We're going to make an other announcements about more access to us on a 24-7 basis. But Jack, uh, Jack's going to be kicking into high gear. He's the lead investigator on the, on the Biden family crime syndicate. The, the bar's got to uh, announce a special prosecutor on Biden today, right? If he doesn't do it, if he doesn't want to do it, fine. Then I'll go find somebody at the, at the Justice Department that will. And if he's got to go through 10 guys, fine. Go through 10 guys. Go through 20 guys. We got plenty of lawyers, plenty of bodies out there. It's fine. Just, it doesn't matter. You're starting your second term, right? You're getting a little three month head start. Biden can put up his website of the transition. He can have a press conference. He says, "Oh, they're you know, Barra says they're itching at the trigger, the mainstream media, to call Pennsylvania. They can call anything they want. They can cry to heaven. Those prayers are not going to be answered. They don't have. There's no standing 
The Associated Press has no legal standing. The 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 mainstream media announcing this has no standing. You see this in Arizona. The whole vote's a phony thing right now because they're making up ballots that go along. Fifty thousand in in uh, in Georgia, another seven hundred thousand in uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. The attorney general has already said three days before the event. Oh, Biden, and when he counted, them, Biden's won because I've already looked at him. I know how many I have to print. Right. All I got to do is figure out for the part of the equation. The only missing part of the equation is how many deplorables show up from uh, on, on, on Tuesday because, gosh, he's been barnstorming around uh, Pennsylvania. And I know there's going to be a ton. Yes, there was. He was up by 800,000 votes. That's how many showed up. A lot. Okay. In Michigan, in Wisconsin, in the middle of the night. If this was so honest, why did they dump it at 430 in the morning after the president went to bed? Because it's not honest. They're generating stuff in, uh, all over the place. they got 10,000. Grinnell's already identified 10,000 illegal votes in Nevada. This is, if, it can be, if it's certifiable, what we owe this generation coming before us and the kids in Normandy, if it's certifiable, verifiable, chain of custody, real vote, it must count. It must count. But if it doesn't meet all that criteria, if it's not certifiable, if it's not verifiable, if it doesn't have a chain of custody... If it's not a real vote, it doesn't count. And if it takes too long to do that with recounts and lawsuits, it's not the end of the world. The framers were men of the world. They were wise individuals. They understand. In fact, they were so wise, it happened in 1800, right off the bat. And they didn't have it worked out then, had to get the 12th Amendment. Even in 1876, after we fought the Revolution, after we fought the Civil War, after we fought the War of 1812, right, to get our freedom from Britain. It happened again in 1876. You had to get more rules and regulations. You got to perfect it. And hey, here's what got the rules. They understand sometimes the ballots may not be all be able to be certifiable. If that's it, they don't matter. Put them aside. We tried. We did. Okay, Raheem, I'm, I step off my uh, soapbox one thing. Hang on. You just set them aside. And I got state legislatures. They can pick electors. And guess what? They're Republican. Okay? In Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania. Okay, and then if that doesn't work out, we got the House of Representatives. It's not the individual congressman. Nancy Pelosi controls that. But by state party delegation, we control the commanding heights. We've won this election. We've won. Not we're going to win. We've won. Act like we've won. Raheem, breaking news. Yeah, I just want to make very clear that despite this court order, I'm getting reports now that uh, Republican monitors are still not being allowed into the uh, into the monitoring positions. Um, so we had this big uh, order this morning, and you're still not getting access. Apparently, this is this is really turning into what uh, the Transition Integrity Project deemed would be a street fight. There are dozens and dozens of people already out on the streets, from the left, from the right, uh, and I suspect that there will be more as the day goes on if the if they keep the people out of the um, out of the counts. Despite this court order, uh, they're going to be real problems, and and I and I really think you know we're going to start thinking about Steve uh, how the president and the attorney general can force these uh, polling stations open, these counting areas open for for official recognized monitors who now have that court order. Well, this is what Rudy talked about yesterday. You got to get DOJ. You got to get an independent party like DOJ in there to be a monitor. But hey. So many of these things have already been counted. You know, you were 20 feet away. That all got counted, right? I don't know how you go back. I don't know how you go back yeah. and put the genie in the bottle. I assume, and I realize they're going to start going crazy. I assume we're just not going to be able to get there. I, I don't want to go to the conclusion, but here's the conclusion. 
So uh, Rachel Maddow and Madeline Peltz. And, and Madeline Peltz, I love you. You do watch the show. You get incisive commentary what we do, but you're always wrong about where we say we're going to go. Oh, this is all crazy. It all comes true, right? It all comes true, including Ray being fired, okay? This, the conclusion is at high noon on the 20th of January, the year of our 2020, Donald J. Trump's going to be taking the oath on the Bible, his second oath to God, right, to defend the Constitution from all enemies, let me underline all enemies, foreign and domestic. The, 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 framers, the framers understood this at the beginning of our, uh, beginning of our country. We were going to have enemies. They didn't say people would disagree with you. They didn't say people that they, they, they know there's always going to be disagreements in the democratic process, and these are rough and tumble guys. All enemies. He took an oath to God on the Holy Bible that he would defend the Constitution against all enemies, not some enemies, not a couple of enemies, not few enemies, all enemies, foreign and domestic. Domestic. Who are the domestic enemies the of Democrat the Constitution? Party. I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I. I wouldn't say that. I don't think they're an enemy. FBI. I don't think they're an enemy. They're people that are enemies. I don't think institution. Maybe they disagree with us. I think we'd be very careful about who we say are enemies. All enemies, foreign and domestic. We're gonna return in a moment. with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we got breaking news. Uh, Midge, what do you got for us? Uh, Maura Barrett at NBC has a, a breaking tweet. Philadelphia mail-in ballot count has been temporarily halted as Democrats have gone to PA's uh, uh, Supreme Court to try to reverse the Commonwealth Court ruling allowing Trump observers inside to watch the count, uh, which is also live streamed. This is fine. We're going to go to Raheem Gassam now in Philadelphia. This is fine. It's going to take time. Time's on our side, ladies and gentlemen. They're the ones who got the ticking time bomb December 6th. Put it in your, take your number two pencil out right now in your notebook, December 6th, December 8th, December 14th. Okay, December 6th, December 8th, December December 6th is when it's all got to be done. December 8th is the safe harbor. December 14th is Electoral College. If we miss it, no big deal. We control the House. They don't want to talk about an embassy. We control the House. Let's just go to January and have Nancy Pelosi suck on a big old lemon while we're voting in the House. By the way, on the 6th, they can't, they can't certify the vote. The state legislatures take it. Look at Larry Swikert's tweet. State legislatures controlled by Republicans, controlled by Trump faction, get to select the selectors, the electors. I know you don't like that Washington Post. I know you don't like that New York Times. I know you don't like that CNN and MSNBC. That's what you don't talk about, but that's reality. We've won this, and we control every piece of the apparatus. We control the courts. We control the state legislatures. We control the uh, House and the Senate. And people say, oh, Bannon, you're saying the quiet part out loud. Well, it's time to say it out loud. We're proud of it. We're proud of it. We control those things because we've won elections. It's time to step up, stand up. Let's have a second term and let's start today. 
I want the Jack Maxey plan. Here's what I want. Jack Maxey's got it. I want to have in the Oval Office with all the Vipers in there with their boom microphones and yelling questions at him. Little Tony sitting their feet, not even touching the floor, right, in that little chair. Trump asked him 20 questions. Hey, Tony, we're back. We got the truck out in Bethesda. We're backing up, getting your office. And by the way, we're taking Collins' office out, too. They say, Trump can't fire him. You want to, want to, you want to bet on that? What's the over and under on that? Okay, what's the over and under on that? He's the chief magistrate. He's the commander-in-chief. He's president of the United States of America. He was re-elected on November 3rd. He's going to be inaugurated on the 20th. And if you get all your thugs in the street and run around the Capitol, have fine. We'll do it at the White House. We don't care. They've done it before. I think Roosevelt's was done at the White House a couple of times. Doesn't matter. He's going to take his second oath before Almighty God on the Holy Bible of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, a direct oath oath to God on the Bible to defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign, ampersand, and domestic, and underline domestic about 10 times. Enemies, not people you don't agree with, not people you have a difference of opinion with, not people that we have reasonable agreement with, and look, I come from a family of Democrats, Right? I try to convince them of their ways, but hey, they got their own opinions. That's fine. They're not enemies. Enemies. And there are enemies. There are enemies. Sorry about that, Rachel Maddow. Sorry about that, CNN. Sorry about that, uh, Washington Post, WABC of the 17-point Wisconsin. When you got to steal it in the middle of the night and dump 135,000 ballots when nobody's awake, there's your 17-point lead. Liar. That's what you are. You're liars. You're blatant. And you think we're idiots? We're not backing off this one inch. He won. Not he's going to win. What's it take? To, people are texting me. What's it take to win? He won. He's the president. He won re-election. We're starting the second administration. They're not, we're not, we, we control all the high ground here. And he has the moral authority. Raheem, what do you got for us up in Pennsylvania? I'm glad you're up there. Now, you see what's happening. Now they're going to go, no, you got to be 20 feet away. Hey, we're not going to play the games. Go to federal court. Let's go to the Supreme Court. Not going to play the games. Let's just take it to the state legislature. Let's get them to elect the electors. Right? If they don't want to do it, let's go to the House. Let's go to the Supreme Court. We control it all. Embrace the suck, progressives. You tried. You didn't take the Senate. We gained in the House. We gained in the state legislature. People rejected your program. And now we're rejecting you. Raheem, what do you got for us? Yeah, well, this is the latest news from uh, from uh, NBC, as Maggie mentioned. Uh, effectively, what the Democrats are saying now is that we prefer to have all counting uh, halted uh, if there are going to be uh, Trump-friendly observers in the room. Now, if that's uh, if there was ever an admission of guilt or or, or a reason to be suspicious, uh, they've just given it to everyone to say that ballot the, 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 the ballot counting should be halted if Trump uh, monitors get into the room. Uh, is going to raise a lot of suspicions for people as if suspicions weren't high enough, Steve. So here, as I say, again, I know you missed me in the studio, uh, but I think it's imperative that we have reporting from the ground here on the ground in Philadelphia. We'll be out all day. Obviously, I'll be live at 3 p.m. as well uh, via Skype for the National Pulse show. But we're going to go downstairs right after the show and start talking to people down there about what exactly is taking place, seeing if we can't get, our, get ourselves and get our hands on some more information about what's going on in the count. So listen, all day long on, on Real America's Voice, you can come back 3 o'clock at National Pulse. At 4 o'clock, you've got the other great uh, John Solomon show. At 5 o'clock, you got, uh, Eric, uh, five o'clock you're going to have us. We're going to be back for a special edition at 5 p.m. We want everybody to get it out, push it out to your friends. 
We're back at five. Raheem's going to. We're going to get Raheem back on the entire posse. Barris is going to be on. Try to get McGinley. McGinley, I think, is getting signed up for the. He's going to the traveling squad now for the uh, with Rudy. Uh, we're going to try to get all of our posse in here. And uh, then you've got uh, six o'clock. You got Eric Greitens, Governor Greitens on Real American Voice. He's a hammer, brilliant guy. Navy SEAL, absolutely brilliant. I think a Rhodes Scholar, brilliant guy. He's on at seven o'clock. And then they got John Solomon back. Okay. My point is, Real America's Voice has got this all day. We're going to be back at five o'clock, and uh, and also we're going to un we're going to unleash the hounds. Jack Maxey, Noah Benjamin, and the entire group. Uh, we know the uh, Biden campaign watches this. They're going back into the hard drive from hell because that's going to be part of a deep investigation with the special prosecutor. So we're just going to start throwing out some more evidence, have some fun, show some more debauchery, show some more of your selling out of the American people. What did I say under that? Uh, all enemies, foreign and domestic? Foreign when and you're domestic. selling out your country, when you're selling out your country to the Chinese Communist Party, when it's one thing about doing about ideology. That's even bad enough, but to have a difference in ideology and belief, you think your country's not right, bad enough. When you do it for cash, you're Judas. When you do it for your 30 pieces of silver, and we've shown that, your 30 pieces of silver. Judas with less character. Let's remember what Judas did to himself in shame. Yeah, what These people even lack the shame of Judas. Yeah, Judas, Judas did it like, a, like the Vermont and like the ja Japanese when they're defeated. Right, right. To, to, to look what Judas did. Judas at least had some, you know, you guys sold us out for 30 pieces of silver. All enemies, foreign and domestic. Hmm. Pretty smart guys wrote that, right? That wasn't Bannon with his hair on fire. That was that was pretty smart guys. Jefferson, Adams, Madison. Five o'clock, we're going to be back. Maybe we identify a few enemies at five.